Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. There's like one guy on all the shows, you know, pick it, picking the, the Chiefs. It's like four out of five picking the Ravens. The most doubted they've been in this run. And they just come out and play a perfect half of football. Got a little conservative. Lamar had the great 30-yard touchdown pass, took their foot off the gas. Defenses started, it turned into a little bit of a slugfest in the second half. I understand that. But for just like the statement that they came out with to totally put their foot on their throat and have that game in control basically start to finish. I know there were two turnovers in the end zone for the Ravens in the second half, and they still could have won the game despite everything that I'm saying. But that was just a tour de force performance to start the game by two future first ballot Hall of Famers and goats, man. I I thought it was incredible how they came out and took control of that game. Travis Kelsey, I thought, was the MVP of the game because of the production he had given who he was facing. Hamilton, Queen, Smith, those guys in the middle of the field. For him to be that dominant, uh, for him to be able to do that in his mid-30s, after I thought he showed in the second half of the season serious signs of deterioration and wear and tear, this guy, the week off that in week 18 must have completely did wonders for this guy because he's come, in the, come back in the playoffs and looked like Travis Kelsey from two or three years ago. He was an absolute stud today. That's why he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and that's why he's going to go down as one of the two or three best tight ends of all time. That performance was a throwback game, was a throwback game by him. Andy Reid. Another example of him and what he's able to do to start games, scripting plays, uh, that drive. That's now five straight playoff games where they've opened with a touchdown. His genius was on full display. Where was this from the Chiefs in the regular season? It's incredible. They have absolutely flipped the switch. It looks like they just paced themselves and lollygagged their way through the regular season offensively. Their defense did all the heavy lifting. And now Mahomes and Kelsey are like, let's do it. We can we can start playing football now. Is what they've done, and uh, they, they, I was they, they, that nine minute touchdown drive in the first half. For yeah, their they hoodwinked me, they fooled me. I was complete. I've picked against them in every single game, um, and I feel like a complete idiot for it because I've gone against him and this coach and that tight end in all these games, and it just because uh, it just to me was more about I was basing my picks on what they had done week to week this year and not their total body of work. And that was a mistake. 
honestly, and it should have been another touchdown in the first half. It was a, it was a terrible holding call. The second one on Trey Smith that took the the screen pass touchdown off the board. For as good as Olsen and Burkhardt are, Romo is terrible. Well, those are makeup calls, okay? that uh, At least one of those was a makeup call because the whole drive got started because of that Van Noy penalty, which was a ridiculous call. You've got two guys jawing at each other. Kelsey's right in his face. Just either let it go or call both guys for it and be done with it in that spot. I thought that was really bad. And what ended up happening was the Ravens, from what they did pregame, Mallette going after these guys, there was there was um, obviously bad blood and there was uh, temperatures and fumes and everything else. Yeah, Tucker. With yeah, the... the Chiefs handled that way better than Baltimore did. Baltimore looked like they were back in the 2000s and you had Bart Scott and Terrell Suggs out there just trying to knock people's block off with, with, with absolutely no – um, sense for how the game is legislated and called now, especially against the Chiefs. So many dumb plays. Clowney had a roughness call. Jones had a roughness had a roughness call. There were a bunch of them. Just Flowers, stupid. Flowers, yeah. Oh, Fla- Flowers is an absolute idiot. I mean, that whole sequence from him was just pathetic all the way around, dude. It was, and then he hurts himself on the bench. Are you? I know, dude. It was, like, it was like a Gus Farrat moment. It was it was complete insanity. Now, hey, be careful. I'm friends with Gus, and there's a greater than zero percent chance that he's watching this either live or he will on podcast. Be careful. What's he What's he gonna do? Helmet. I just don't me? think. I just don't think Gus. I think I, Gus is actually a really smart guy, and I do think it's. I think he struggles with the fact that he. That's what people always think about with him. I mean, I'm sorry. Dan Orlovsky's known for running out the back of the end zone, and he yeah. makes seven I'll say picks. this about – and one more quick note on Farratt, though, because it ties into Purdy. Think about seventh-round quarterbacks. I think there's only been like three or four guys that have started more than 40 or 50 games in the NFL, and it's Purdy, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Gus Farratt. It is really effing hard to come from the last round of the draft to become a starting quarterback, so – That'll yes. be the nice thing I say about Brock Purdy on this podcast tonight. But anyways, I, I yeah, well, good again, good good scrambles. What did you? What do you think of like? So I said it on Twitter, and people were just saying that I'm not fit to be a parent. They were just coming at me very taunting. Should not be a penalty in professional sports. Now, what Zay Flowers did because it is a rule is obviously taunting. Obviously, he should have been flagged. Thank you for that very obvious point and counterpoint. But unsportsmanlike conduct should be a penalty for spitting in someone's face. If you want to say throwing a ball at somebody, something like that. Okay, fine. Uh, Unnecessary roughness should be a penalty for fighting because people are like, oh, if you take out taunting, there's just going to be a bunch of fights after every play. No. You can't fight because that would be unnecessary roughness. Like when Roquan Smith knocked over uh, Trey Smith to make it, you know, first and 10 on that savvy play later, he got unnecessary roughness because that's a penalty. Okay. But taunting is trash talk. That's what taunting is. These are pros. This isn't little league. This isn't AYSO soccer. This isn't the why this isn't like sportsmanship. And like, you have to teach your kids and athletes are role models. Stop. It, I, AFC championship game, 
Guy com- guy catches a whatever that was, a 40-yard pass, and he can't talk a little junk. And, by the way, ball don't lie, Sneed gets taunted, and then Sneed's the one who punches the ball out on Flowers when he's diving for the end zone. Like, Sneed is fine. Yeah. He's fine. He doesn't need he doesn't need you to throw a flag to protect his delicate sensibilities. It's so stupid that we've got 50 and 60 year old men legislating language of 24 year old athletes. It's idiotic. I've got a few thoughts on it. I feel like the my biggest issue with it is I feel like it's really the, the referees for the most part let that stuff go. And they arbitrarily decide when it goes beyond the pale and they need to, like, censor the behavior of of an NFL player with, like, how they look at a guy or stare down a guy or stand over a guy. and or like spin a ball. They're like, they're like he spun the ball in his direction. It, oh, won't somebody please think of the children? It's so inconsistent. I got killed on Twitter, but I really believe this. If Travis Kelsey did that to Kyle Hamilton, I don't think they throw the flag at all. I think I, I think some guys get afforded that right, especially veterans and star players. Flowers is a rookie. They know that. I think that's why they felt comfortable doing it to him. If Jackson has a scramble and then does that to the guy that tackles him, I don't think they throw the flag there either. So that's that's one of my big gripes with it. It, it, it is a stupid rule to have. The, the refs have enough things on their mind, okay? They yes, shouldn't have exactly. to worry about that part of it either. I do want to say about the Ravens though, they are fake tough guy. The whole game was them being fake tough guys. And that was another example of it. They thought they could talk their bleep because they've beaten so many good teams this year and they've beaten most of them convincingly. So they thought they could walk into the ring with the chiefs and do that. But that's tough to do when the team starts the game and punches you right in the mouth with a touchdown. And you could tell that Kelsey was talking a ton. Especially to Van Noy. He was really taking great pains to go after that guy. I'd love to get some NFL films. How about inside the NFL? Give me some of the uh, audio from yeah. that back and forth between those two guys. I'm shocked, though, we've gone a half hour and we haven't talked about Lamar yet. Because I'm going to be so pissed off tomorrow when I watch these shows. And I tweeted this, too. You think he's going to get treated like Dak Prescott tomorrow? I don't, but he should. He absolutely should. Yeah, that interception was terrible. He played a terrible game. Why can't people say that? And Shannon Sharp went on Twitter and and had it brilliantly. If you do this to Lamar Jackson, especially from his position, you get called a hater or some other things. And there's just this whole kid gloves thing with Lamar because of what idiots like Bill Polian said when he got drafted. So right from the beginning, it was uh, it, the, the conversation was contaminated with toxic waste right from the very beginning, and it's polluted every conversation we've had about the guy since. If Aaron Rodgers did that in the AFC Championship game, people would be smoking cigars on TV the next day in line to make fun of him. It's true. You're right. So why can't we be consistent about it? That's we, all I'm asking for. Well, we listen, we've talked about it for years. The, the reason oh. why it is because of what we said. It went too far. Like it the criticism early was a bunch of like dog whistle stuff that was completely unfair. So he became a sympathetic figure, I would say deservedly. And then he won MVP his second year in the league. So all of a sudden, 
he's one of the most exciting players we've ever seen. How many times have I said, you know, Lamar's best might be best. Like when he's actually playing at his best, he might be the toughest individual player to game plan for in the entire league. And then he's going to win a second unanimous MVP in 10 days. They're the one seed. There was plenty of other reasons that they lost. So I agree with you. That's going to happen. But he was bad. He had the 30-yard touchdown pass, which was a play that he created. That was a, that was an amazing play. That was an A++++ play. And he had the play where he caught his own ball. And he was, that was the, the second best throw he made the entire game, other than the other one you just mentioned. It, it, dude, he was the second leading receiver for the Ravens in the first half. So, like, the, they, that, that game plan, by the way, was terrible. Hill was not involved nearly enough. That guy's got some serious juice. And they seemed like they abandoned the running game from both Lamar and Hill and like got to try to well, keep they, the, you, that that So I saw a lot of reaction on Twitter about how Monken deserves to get pilloried because guys like Gus Edwards got three carries in the game. And, I, and, and there's obviously some merit and truth to that. Like the running back should have been more involved. We saw the way that the Bills ran it in the first half on the Chiefs. Yes. Why wouldn't the best running team in the NFL want to take advantage of that? But to me, that's that that ignores the much bigger point. You saw this all year in Chicago. They just did not want Lamar Jackson to be used as a running quarterback in this game. There were like zero designed runs for him other than that fourth down play that they got, which by the way, early in the game, great call to go for it. And then sees the hole, not only gets the first down, but gets a ton of yards. So that like, was Romo's best moment, by the way, of the broadcast. Maybe his only good moment of the broadcast. Before the play, he said, how the Chiefs are lined up, you're susceptible for him to take it to the house. Yeah. And, and like he, he, he almost did. And, and, he, and he almost did. That, so, that, was his, that was his only good uh, moment of the broadcast. Like you said with Detroit, hey, they've done this all year. They're going to try to win with it all year. Uh, with the fourth down calls, the aggressive play calling in those situations. What's supposed to happen now, we see it with Mahomes. We see it with Allen. We saw it with Jackson a lot last week. Okay, we're in the playoffs now. There's no tomorrow. His best weapon is still that he is the best dual threat quarterback we have ever seen. Yep. The best one. Yep. I felt like for much of that game, he was trying and they were trying to win the game with him in the pocket. Like even plays would, it no one was getting open, it'd take forever and he would sit there and still look and look and look and it's like, dude, run! That's what you're great at. Eight rushing attempts in their last game? Against 37 passing attempts. I mean, that's, dude, that's terrible. Terrible. And I, and I and I don't and I don't think it's all on the coaches. I think he made a lot of decisions to to just to throw the ball and look for someone to throw to instead of running it. 